More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation. This is Everly Isby coming at you on Renegade Talk Rec- uh, Talk Radio. I can't even talk today. Hmm. What's that all about? It's just the beginning of my show, and I already can't talk. <laughs> That's what happens when you're on a holiday weekend, I guess. Anyway, um, I'm going to be connecting some dots here for you, as I always do. This is, by the way, November 26th, 2016. And, you know, I'm going to launch into the following really quickly because, in all honesty, I'm actually kind of bored. Uh, It's an interesting boredom, though, uh, of all the shenanigans going on post-election here. Uh, So I want to make sure we're all on the same page regarding what was really going on here. Um, Connect dots as to what's really behind this crap. So, as everyone should know by now, the anti-Trump protesters besmirching the name of progressives by pretending to be progressives and by refusing to accept the outcome of the presidential election are, in fact, thugs for hire and are paid by the moneyed interests of the establishment to delegitimize Trump's presidency in the very same way uh, that Washington, D.C. and the German Marshall Fund paid students in Kiev in the Ukraine a few years back to protest the democratically elected Ukrainian government in order to prepare the way for a coup, which is what happened. I talked about what these protesters here in the States are being paid, you know, in the last show. These so-called protesters. The lowest wage is about 400 bucks a day. And it goes on up to about $1,500 a day. That's really good money, isn't it? <laughs> if you can get it. Uh, but that's what their true incentive is, is the money they're being paid. And the organization behind that, change.org, which is a George Soros creation, which claims to be a progressive group. But uh, my Shinola censors tell me it's a front along with other progressive groups, other NGOs, non-governmental organizations that are funding these stuff for the establishment, the one percenters that control things. And these groups, these NGOs, are destroying the reputation of all progressives by circulating a petition that directs the electors of the Electoral College to annul the election by casting their votes for Hillary instead. They're even sending threatening emails, death threats, and so on and so forth to those in the Electoral College. My God, they have no shame. But do you remember how upset progressives were when Trump said that he might not accept the election result if there was evidence that the vote was rigged? Now progressives are doing what they damned Trump for, saying that he, what he might do under certain Conditions. I mean, he didn't say he would. He just said he might do that. So, but, and the same thing was back in 2014. The Western media whores, the mainstream media, used the protests in Kiev to ge- delegitimize a democratically elected government and set it up for a coup. The protest pay was good enough then, too. Even that, even non-Ukrainians came from nearby countries to participate in the protest in order to collect the money. And today, these protesters here in the states are being 
bust into the cities because people, <laughs> they're not locals. It's just like those rioters. What was it in St. Louis or Virginia? I can't remember. But it was, you know, when the black protesters took to the street and over the uh, the murder by a policeman of a, an unarmed black man or a number of them. I, you know, I don't remember all the details. It's so much stuff right for me to remember right now. But um, but it was just like that there, too. They The, the, the police were saying that the majority of the protesters they erect, uh, elect, uh, the arrested, um, they, they were... They weren't local either. They came in by bus too. <laughs> and I hope, Renegade Nation, that no one out there thinks that simultaneous protests in 25 cities were a spontaneous event. How did 25 independent protests manage to come up with the same slogans and the same signs on the same night following the election? <laughs> you know... I believe that, you know, it, truly in my heart, I do believe that synchronicity does occur here and there in life, but this is nothing about synchronicity, please. So I ask you, Renegade Nation, what is the point of the protests and what interests is served by them? Who benefits? There's only one answer. The establishment, the one percenters, and only the establishment benefits. Trump is a threat to them because he intends to stop the giveaway of American jobs to foreigners. The jobs giveaway sanctified by the neoliberal junk economists who labeled it free trade is one of the main reasons for the 21st century's worsening of the U.S. income distribution money that was formerly paid to middle-class wages and salaries to the American manufacturing employees and college grads has been rerouted to the pockets of the 1%. When U.S. corporations move their companies offshore, then turn around and sell their goods and services that were made offshore to Americans, the cost of them doing business uh, in their wage, wage costs fall. The money formerly paid in middle-class incomes goes instead into executive bonuses and dividends and capital gains to shareholders. The ladders of upward mobility that had made America the land of opportunity were dismantled for the sole purpose of making a handful of people multi-billionaires. Trump is a threat to the establishment because he also intends peaceful relations with Russia. Now, why wouldn't that be a good thing to the establishment? In order to replace the Cold War profits from the Soviet threat back in the old days, the establishment and their neoconservative agents worked overtime to recreate the Russian threat in recent years by demonizing Russia once again. I mean, as accustomed as the military, industrial, and security complex was in the past to those many decades of excess profits from the very profitable Cold War, they were angry when President Reagan brought the Cold War to an end. You remember the assassination attempt they did on him? That was a warning shot for Reagan back then. Before these leeches on American taxpayers could get the Cold War going again, the Soviet Union collapsed, and they had to put on their thinking caps again and hatch another agenda. So, over the years, 
Since then, the military security complex and their Zionist neoconservative agents created 911 so that they could cook up the war on terror, keep the money flowing to the 1%. But as hard as the media whores in mainstream media worked to create fear of the Muslim threat, many, if not most Americans, knew that the Muslims did not have thousands of ICBMs carrying thermonuclear weapons capable of destroying the entirety of the United States in a few minutes. No, Muslims are not that much of a threat. But Russia is. Nor did the Muslims have an army capable of overrunning all of Europe in a couple of days. Russia's Red Army could do that, though. Indeed, the Muslims haven't needed an army. The refugees by themselves that are invading Europe right now were created from Washington's endless wars after 9-1-1. Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, Yemen, and so on and so forth. And the irony of all this <laughs> was that these endless wars were enabled by the Europeans themselves who are now facing this deluge of refugees fleeing their many countries and they're now overrunning Europe, much to Europe's horror and disgust. Does that make sense to you, Renegade Nation? Does it? Because it does to me. 9-11 created the impetus and ability to fight endless wars in select countries that were not U.S. puppets, kept the money machine rolling. Then people started tiring of these endless wars. So now what do they do? Recreate the Cold War against Russia and making Putin the new Hitler. The excuse for the annual trillion dollar thousand, which is a thousand billion, by the way, a thousand billion dollars is a trillion, uh, that the military security budget was missing. So the oligarchy has also created the new Hitler in Russia. Hit Hillary was the establishment's principal agent for heating up this new Cold War. Hillary is the tool, enriched by the moneyed interests through the Clinton Foundation, whose job as president would have been to protect and to increase the trillion-dollar budget of the military security complex. With Hillary in the White House, the looting of the American taxpayers in behalf of the wealth of the 1% could go forward unimpeded. But if Trump resolves the Russian threat, the one percenters taken income head. Oh, 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 poor babies. I feel so bad for them. Hillary's job as president was also to privatize Social Security. Did you hear about that? In order that her Wall Street benefactors can rip off Americans the way that Americans have been ripped off by the insurance companies under Obamacare. We all know what's happening to everyone's premiums now. Skyrocketing prices and it's all unraveling isn't it? But you know, as I've always said before, I, I'm, I haven't been for either candidate, you know, I've, and I've talked about why that is. But I've noticed that my thought processes, I need to do some correction in my thinking. Because, you know, Trump, he's not even in office yet. And yet, I've been peering at him with jaundiced eye, you know, uh, being cynical. And I, you know, I'm even wondering, if anyone even remotely connected to his staff are actually reading the suggestions that the American people are posting on Trump's uh, website. It's called greatagain.gov, G 
you're unfamiliar, you can go there and put your suggestions into things that you think are important for the Trump presidency to uh, reflect on and, and contemplate as to directions to go. But then I keep going, ah, oh, it's probably just going to be business as usual once again, you know, that whole cynical thing that so many of us now feel, you know, you know, maybe this greatagain.gov is just something to give the people to do, you know, make them feel like they have a voice when they don't. Who knows? But at the same time, there are important aspects to his platform that we should all support him on. Because Trump is not perfect. He might fail on his own, but we should back him on at least two most important elements in his program. That is to reduce tensions between the major nuclear powers, the big three, Russia, China, and the United States, and to halt Washington's policy of permitting globalism to destroy Americans' economic prospects. Now, the nuclear, you know, tension stuff, if... if if we can't reduce those tensions between the big three nuclear powers and it worsens, we won't be here to worry about any other problems or conversely to enjoy being alive in the first place. The combination of the economy hollowed out by globalism and immigration is an economic nightmare. That Trump understands this is reason to support him whether you personally like him or not. And here's another thing. Hillary's supporters claim that the Clinton Foundation is an innocent, charitable organization. <laughs> On Trump's proposed first day to drain the swamp, Trump will impose a lifetime ban on lobbying for foreign governments. Now, on the Clinton Foundation side, numerous foreign governments handed money to the Clintons purely for influence called influence peddling. <laughs> For example, the corruption with Norway's link to the Clinton Foundation extended to Obama. This was the reason that Obama was given the Nobel Peace Prize. Do you remember that? In his first administration, just a few months in, he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. I remember being stunned at the time. The, you know, the Peace Prize? For what? He hasn't done anything yet. But then, what happened? Jen Stoltenberg, who is a Norwegian politician, uh, who approved the half a billion dollar donation from Norway to the Clinton Foundation, was made the head of NATO in Europe. Hmm, oh, hey, it must be synchronicity once again. <laughs> yes, that's what it must be, renegade nation. Yeah. And you know, all these people who believe that the Clinton Foundation is a good thing? I mean, they're so ignorant or in denial of the evidence that has been brought forward regarding how that damnable foundation functions or the people who are buying the idea that it's a good idea to overturn the election. I mean, this is where I understand the Founding Fathers' setup of the Electoral College to begin with and why they established a constitutional republic not a constitutional democracy, folks. Go on, Renegade Nation. It was a constitutional republic because you don't want the uneducated and brainwashed masses controlling where this country goes. 
Unfortunately, the majority of this country have been so asleep at the wheel, so brainwashed or are so apathetic that they don't feel that they need to be informed or be aware of what the government is doing or not doing. So unaware that they allowed our constitutional republic to be usurped over the generations. So now we have to wake up and see if Trump can initiate the beginning of important changes to turn this ship back in the right direction. And now that Hillary's lost, Norway is cutting off those donations by 87%. There are whispers that all other foreign governments will also follow suit. With Trump's lifetime ban on lobbying for foreign governments, Hillary's days of influence and influence peddling are starting to crash and burn. Anyone who really believes that countries like Saudi Arabia donated to Hillary to support women and gay rights, which they do not respect at home, are so far gone in my my mind, I, it's even beyond me to even contemplate people that think that the Clinton Foundation is a good thing and that, oh my God. Hillary's emails to Podesta admitted that Saudi Arabia and Qatar we're both giving financial and logistical support to ISIS and other extremist groups. The Clinton Foundation list of donors confirmed that Saudis donated to her. Now the Saudis in Qatar are rumored to be chopping off their donations to Hillary following her loss. Yay! But that's why, Renegade Nation, that's why no matter what your political slant is, we need to be aware that the establishment, the one percenters, are behind all this crap that we've been witnessing and experiencing. The destabilization of the United States of America. And Trump, if supported by the people, can potentially succeed in quashing this diabolical agenda that has infiltrated our country and is taking us down. We have to give him the benefit of the doubt, Renegade Nation, no matter how cynical I and many others out there have become. Well, I mean, actually, I wouldn't really call myself cynical. <laughs> uh, more of a realist, but I digress. Um, we need to watch him closely and also those he appoints in his administration like a hawk don't go back to sleep, Renegade Nation. Let's see if his campaign promises hold. And also, we need to keep a, a, an eagle eye on who attempts to thwart his efforts to turn this country back around. Okay, I'm taking a break here, my friends. And I'll be back very shortly. This is Everly Isby, Connecting the Dots, on Renegade Talk I was Radio. in chronic pain. And my family struggling to make ends meet, food and gas prices going up, even keeping my job was iffy. Then I learned about a new miracle drug made in Washington, D.C. Spend it all. Spend it all is Washington's answer to all the painful problems Americans face. How to borrow $800 billion for a stimulus that didn't create jobs or fix the economy? Spend it all. Spenditol is not for everyone. Side effects may include a mountain of government debt piled on our kids, a sudden loss of freedoms, higher prices for everything, leaving our kids a lesser America than we had. Ask your doctor or congressman if your conscience is strong enough for Spenditol. And it's so popular in Washington, we have to borrow, I mean import, trillions more of it from China. Spenditol makes you feel better now and pushes off the really bad stuff till later for them to deal with. Call the White House and Congress. Tell them, stop spending it all. 
again. This is Everly Isby connecting the dots here on Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation. I'm wondering if you've heard about this. Take care of something here real quick. Let's get this music down here. I'm still not totally coordinated in handling my own show by myself. It's a work in progress. Anyway, so have you heard about this? Uh, To me, this is hilarious. Um, The New York Times reporters were stunned when 2,600 pounds of salt arrived on their doorstep. I mean, you may or might not know that a trendy way to say that someone is upset, angry, or bitter is to say that they are salty. I mean, I didn't know that. It's a millennial. You millennials out there created when someone is angry or bitter that they are salty. So it was a fantastic term to describe the New York Times attitude throughout the entire post-election season. Here's a quote from Trump uh, to the Times, the New York Times, last Tuesday. He said, I think I've been treated pretty rough. It's well out there that I've been treated extremely unfairly, in a sense, in a true sense. I wouldn't only complain about the Times, but I would say the Times was about the roughest of all. Apparently, some Trump supporters agreed, and they sent well over a ton of salt right to the New York Times doorstep. And Eileen Murphy, who is the New York Times Senior Vice President of Communications, said in response, if they, the bags of salt in other words, if they had been received, our practice would be to put them in dumpsters directly in the mailroom, which is what she wrote back according to Breitbart News. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> she sure sounds salty, don't she? <laughs> but I bring this up because I want to ask you, Renegade Nation, do you know who controls the New York Times these days, by the by? Carlos Slim. And if you're unfamiliar with Carlos Slim, he's a mega billionaire who got that wealthy allegedly as one of the major drug lords from Mexico. I'm sure he's become a major businessman in other capacities over time, but that's who Carlos Slim is. So, someone like Carlos Slim was allowed to be the controlling interest, the biggest stockholder of the New York Times? He's not an American. How does that happen, Renegade Nation? How can it be that someone who is not an American can have control of a huge media conglomerate of the likes of the New York Times? Does that sound right to you, Renegade Nation? Okay, let's cut to the chase. Let's cut right down to where what, what's going on here. All of the media in this country, all of it, whether it's in print, Newspapers, magazines, television, radio, internet, all the major corporate conglomerates, all of it, all the media is owned and controlled by six CEOs. At least five out of the six CEOs, it could be all six at this point, I don't know, but I do know five out of the six CEOs at the top of the media empire conglomerate, which controls the flow of all information and news we hear and see, is controlled by people who are not Americans. How dangerous is that, renegade nation? You heard me, they are foreigners who have foreign interests in mind and not our interests at heart. Now, how can that happen, renegade nation? How? What we read and hear 
and see about what is going on in our own country and around the world is skewed in its slants in the interests of non-Americans, foreigners. Well, I guess we'd have to think about the FCC, you know, the Federal Communications Commission. Yeah, what about that agency which regulates our media and is supposed to be working to protect America's all-important media information stream? What about them? Well, I'll remind you once again, the FCC is a private corporation pretending it is a federal government agency. Oh, but the federal corporations, the United States Incorporated and the United States of America Incorporated, are owned by foreign interests as well. Britain, France, the UN, the IMF, and on down the line, they are the controlling interests in the private corporatocracy that controls our governments from the federal down to the state and down to the county as their franchises. So our checks and balances that are laid out in the Constitution got thrown out the window. The media conglomerates charged with the sacred task of giving us all of our information and news to help us function as informed people is controlled by foreigners as well as our governing structures. Does that explain it, Renegade Nation? This is not a conspiracy theory. These are just plain facts. Does that sound treasonous to you? It does to me because that's what it is. I say, hey, how about this? Hey, let's all go on Trump's site. You know, uh, Great Again? I think that's what it's called. I'll have to look it up again. I'll look it up again. Um, but let, let's go on that site uh, and say, how can we allow foreigners to control all of our media? How can six top CEOs over all media be foreigners? be foreigners. On top of that, how can there only be six people controlling it? Six white guys, by the way. Carlos Slim is just one small example. But seriously, how can a Mexican billionaire having controlling interests in the New York Times? For God's sake, how can foreign interests be in control of all media in the U.S. of A? Trump, Break up these media conglomerates and legislate that only Americans can control our media. Let's do it, Renegade Nation. Go to greatagain.gov and bring that very important subject of no foreign interests controlling our media. <clears throat> God. Alrighty then. Oh, there was something else I wanted to talk into. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sure you've heard about this, the Jill Stein thing. <laughs> the Green Party presidential nominee, Jill Stein, officially handed in a petition Friday asking election officials in the battleground state of Wisconsin to perform a recount of its general election results. She's trying to stop Trump before the Electoral College votes. Stein has raised nearly $5 million, and this she did in about two days since last Friday, but has cleverly made it clear there are no guarantees and she will keep the money. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Her website says this, we cannot guarantee a recount will happen in any of these states we are targeting. We can only pledge we will demand recounts in those states. If we raise more than what's needed, the surplus will also go toward election integrity efforts and to promote voting system reform. Stein seems to be tapping into 
the great divide in the U.S. created by the elections. She's using this to raise money for the Greens while pretending this is about integrity. But then you have to listen to this guy named Honig. He's a Green Party candidate for Congress, and he said this. This is not sanctioned by the Green Party. Their steering committee did not approve the Green Party being the recipient of the money needing to open up an account. Jill Stein might be the perceived face of the party, but as a candidate and nominee, she no more officially represents the party than either Clinton or Trump represent theirs. There is a schism within the party over this issue for many reasons, and at this point, it would be wise for the party, the Green Party, to be an observer of this runaway train rather than its conductor. There's a question also of where the money's coming from. In her entire campaign, she only raised th- about $3.5 million, but now she's on track to exceed $5 million, and that was just over two days. Now think about that, Renegade Nation. She is raising, within a few days, over $5 million, and over her entire election campaign, she only raised herself $3.5 million. Hmm. Clearly, this money is not coming from the Green Party supporters but from Democrats and their big-pocketed supporters. Some even speculate that it's, once again, American billionaire George Soros's money, which is likely, but not confirmed. Either way, it's the Democratic Party supporters that are pushing for this recount. In the final analysis, Jill Stein has raised more than is necessary already, and if the state declines to do a recount, she keeps the whole pot. So, this is a win-win for her, <laughs> any way you slice it. But, you know, I, to, for her to exploit the divide in the country like Stein is doing, uh, that's, it's highly disruptive and very dangerous to this nation. And once again, if Soros is behind this, and along with the protesters and all this kind of stuff, it means that he's trying to create a potential coup in this country, just like he has in so many others. Okay, Renegade Nation, I'm out of here. I'll be back very soon. I hope, if you're listening here in America, that you're enjoying this four-day holiday weekend. Just remember, Renegade Nation, to keep your sense of humor and stay awake and alert. Don't go back to sleep now. Keep your bullshit sensors on high alert status. All my best to you, Renegade Nation, wherever you are. <laughs>